Welcome to Kirby's Disc Golf World, the pop culture disc golf matchup you've been waiting for. Welcome all to the greatest disc golf podcast in the universe. This is Kirby's Disc Golf World, the pop culture disc golf mashup you weirdos love. This is episode 16, Rowan Gardner's Revenge, and I am Swiss Cheese, a.k.a. So Swiss So, a.k.a. Still No Ace, and... With me always, I have the infamous Disc Golf Jesus, a.k.a. I wish my disc walked on water, a.k.a. Greasy. And straight from the Lambda 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 house on the Zoom, JK, a.k.a. I'm a Brad and Chad now, a.k.a. Greek Freak. JK, cue the plug. All right, guys, welcome back to the Kirby's Disc Golf World. You guys know where to follow us at. Make sure if you do enjoy the video or the podcast, to rate and review us as well as following us on your favorite podcast platform and as always follow kirby's disc golf world on twitter at disc golf world and on instagram at kirby's disc golf world as well as on the gram follow jesus disc golf and swiss cheese dg on the gram as well as jk disc golf uh follow us everywhere hopefully you enjoy the podcast Woo! absolutely welcome back guys <laughs> nice it's been a while um, it has been a while since our last podcast. Our podcast. I'm sorry, we got to kind of recap um, some things that we may have missed that you guys may have missed from us. Um, so where we left off um, last time we had a pod, it was right before the Texas State re fling or championship. Sorry. Yeah, Texas States. Texas States. Um, Ricky with the breakthrough, um, coming through with the masterful dub. Um, He's back. Let's be honest. It, I think it's kind of official now with the uh, end of finish of the last year and the start of this year. Um, so, Ricky, we can all say is back at this point in time. Something I always wondered, who do you think would win? Uh, Latitude Ricky or uh, Anova Ricky? I know who I think would win, but I'm wondering who you guys do. Mm, that is a solid question. Gut, I'm not going to think about it too long. I'm going to go with the gut. It is Latitude Ricky. The man had a world cha championship with Latitude. Um, two throws of them. the heart better. Two of them, sorry. Solid contribution. Um, I believe he threw he threw the heart better than he throws the pig, in my opinion, also. Um, and I think he was as good, if not a better putter, with Latitude than he is with currently with Anova. Bold selection with how he's performing, but I am gonna go with Latitude Ricky as greater than Anova Ricky. Well, I think I'm going to go with Anova Ricky. Just, uh, well, I mean, you can talk about the two world championships, but I guess I would go more now that he is his r highest rated he's ever been at 1055 and is currently tied for first as uh, the number one rated player in the world. And you talked about the putting percentage, but actually going into ever since he's been a part of Anova, that he's had his highest percent putting percentage with Anova rather than Latitude 64. It's been high 80s at 88, 87. Currently, he's at 88. Before that, on Latitude, it was the low 80s. So they're similar, but it seems that he is putting better with Anova as well as I think that his scramble game and overall um, mental side is just better all, all around on Anova. I think the bearded no-hat Ricky is better than uh, flat brim no hat, hat as high and, as he can. No-hat and gelled hair, too. Yeah. He's well I think th I think there. that's the argument more than Anova versus Latitude. <laughs> <laughs> Hatless Ricky versus yeah. <laughs> Hat Ricky. Yeah. Either way, it's a no for Ricky. Good dumb Quinn. I, I will you say, don't. I, don't get me, don't get me wrong. Ricky has definitely matured as a diff, disc golfer. I'm not going to argue that. 
Um, but I think he was more energetic and, dare I say, possibly a more of a fan favorite with Latitude. But I love what Ricky's doing now. He has grown as a disc golf. Um, he is starting to put people in the rearview mirror. Uh, Ricky's doing some big, big things. Um, also kind of covering the Texas State um, recap. Mr. Disc Golf Jesus had one hell of a fucking pick em, um results there. See what happens when I do research, guys? <laughs> <laughs> this, thing's, this game's easy, man. <laughs> fucking known Frisbee golf, man. Yeah, I know it now. Red, Red not only picked back-to-back winners, but every one of his picks finished in the top five. Yeah, that was a solid outing. The self-proclaimed never going to win. Got his first yes. win. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I, never I, did, I honestly picked the best team because I did research, and I did research this one. So, again, you guys aren't going to win again. I'm, I'm telling you right now, I'm going to be the first one to repeat. Wow. I'm going to be the first one to treat I'm gonna be the first one to quit. I'm not, I'm not losing anymore. I'm, I've I've learned how to research. I I got some people in the in the biz. Let's no. be honest. The only real reason he won was Haley King carried him with the pick, um, versus the rest of the women's field. But again, I what I say. Yeah. What so. I say. I actually for for me my a, my woman player hurt my overall score instead of helped. I think I was I the know. only one who <laughs> got minus points for that. Yeah. Yeah. That. <laughs> Katrina Allen tanked in the last round, though. I think she was for, under. For, for our first women too. pick, man, you, you kind of stuck your foot out there. How do you hey, not man. go Paige? How do you not go Paige? Mm-hmm. Just, I know. Yeah, not, I, I literally said Paige. she's not good at Woods, and she literally proved that. Yes. Yep. But Haley King with her, I, I guess, first major, um, I guess kind of second win with her winning the All-Star, kind of. I don't know if that bleeds into last year or this year. But Wait, Haley King, man. Haley King was is her. I guess that was last year. The twenty thousand that was last yeah. season, right? Okay, sorry. So the, her first win of this season, um, go, proven that she's moving on to bigger things. Uh, she's gonna be a force. I really do think her. Reed's she's favorite. the future. Yep. The future. I think. Um, I think she's, she's still a little bit away. Motherfucker. <laughs> she's the present. Future my ass. She's already doing it. She's. I don't know present. if you, I don't know if I can quite go that there yet, but. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I think it's Just hard. Reed, does, she finish, does she finish with more world titles than Paige? No, because Paige uh, is going to get like three more. Yeah, no, I don't think so. Paige okay. is going to get like three more. And then so that would put her at eight. Uh-huh. You don't think Kaylee? She's still. No, I mean, she's, she's super young, so. I, I thought I thought she, that would put her at ten. She's uh, Paige is getting at least ten. Ooh, putting her at ten. I got. Gotcha. I don't know if she gets. I don't think she gets ten. And then also to recap, um, another solid performance in Texas is the Holly Finley had a solid finish. Her best finish, two finishes back-to-back. She's doing big. I think the two largest caches also um, on the front, too. Um, So she's coming back on the course. And then I think she did did take off uh, the Vintage Open. I don't think she threw that, but uh, she is in line for the Jonesboro. I didn't Um, realize she's, she's from Wisconsin. Yeah, you didn't know that? No, I didn't. And oh. I found out that in 2013, she was the only person to compete in the USDGC. So, for a woman, only woman to compete. So, mm. Mm. It's, very, it's very interesting. Yeah. Mm. But I, I we, can, we can also talk about the FEO field. Uh, we're going to say that this first, like, three podcasts, the FEO field for the whole year has been going absolutely bananas. 
having a different winner at every tournament so far, and I think that's something very cool to see. The field is definitely growing. It's getting a lot deeper, and it's a really interesting every single tournament. Yep, and Holcomb pulled the dub uh, last weekend out of the vintage. Yeah. Um, had another solid performance. I think she finished, how many strokes was she up on the second place? Eight. Eight, yeah. Solid performance. Another yeah. person who can bomb. Um, more known as a sidearm, but the, she she tore that course up. And then the other breakout through Mr. Kelvin Heimberg. Um, can you really say it's a breakout, line. though? I don't know, man. You got a breakout, man. I Hey, you finish in the top five at every tournament on this year and not, but that's not take the monkey off the back and get a dub and feel good about it. I'm sure he's feeling great at this point in time after his other finishes. Yeah. Um, and he's having a hell of a year. Like I said, top five in every tournament the man has entered um, and with along mm -hmm. with a Silver Series win on the season thus far. He's kind of good. Like Just a little he's bit. okay. Yeah. Kind of a big deal. <laughs> He's not number one. Not and then I think one. I think the other notable finish uh, at um, Texas State as well. Another wooded course, I would say. And Casey White just proving that he can play in the woods. He may not be able to get those long bomber holes or the open courses, but when it's in the woods, he knows how to finesse. And it's really interesting to see how he plays. Another top ten didn't, for him. Didn't Conrad play second? That was in the no. vintage. Uh -huh. That was in vintage. Yeah. I, I thought you said vintage. I thought you talked about that. No. Uh, yeah, Casey, that was his second top ten finish, I believe, right? On the year thus yeah. far? Yeah. So if that's a solid performance. Yeah, I, I know of two off the top. Two solid finishes. Um, the other breakout star that I would kind of also hit on, um, I keep bringing him up because I'm a growing fan of him. Gavin Rathburn is still tearing things up. Had a televised ace, if you guys haven't caught that, in the Vintage Open. Yeah. Led on the first day. Um, had the was the leader on the top card after the first round. But then he just kind of um, like he just kind of sizzled off after that. He came out with such a hot round, and then both rounds after that were just nothing. So a little disappointing to see that. But yeah, another. Play, uh, Casey and Gavin both taking uh, top 10, as well as I think another very notable finish uh, is Adam Hammes taking top top 5. He was someone going in uh, before the season. People were really anticipating a breakout season for him. I don't think it's been quite there yet, but top 5 finish here could kind of accelerate the rest of his season. Absolutely. I'm, man, something about Adam Hanmas. He just looks angry on the course at all times. I think he might be <laughs> angry all the time. <laughs> <laughs> he needs a hug. <laughs> but we can talk we can talk a little bit about Reed's favorite player, uh James Conrad with his yeah, biggest man. biggest finish Second of place. the year so far. Asshole. So far, yeah, so far. Uh yeah. the one the one interesting thing that I uh, I noticed through this one is I think the biggest concern about him switching, or one of the biggest concerns about him switching to a different manufacturer, was how is that putting going to kind of continue to strive? He's known for those long jump putts, step putts, and people were kind of concerned if he was going to be able to keep that up. And this tournament, I think he proved it, which he had a 97% circle one putting. So he only missed, I think, one inside circle putt the entire tournament, which is kind of kind of good. Pretty, pretty good. I think you give him any Frisbee, you give him the Albatross, he's fucking doing amazing things with it. He's so good. Jesus Christ. <laughs> and, 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 and everybody's like, I'm Reed. I love guys who can put hair in ponytails. Yep. <laughs> I, you want to know what? I am a fan of people that can put, put their hair in ponytails. Respect. That's why I lost respect for Jefferson. 
Yes. Wow. Okay. That that got real deep, real soon. Now he just perms it. It makes me even more mad. Perms are already gone now, so it doesn't matter. Yeah, but you're going to get another one. It'll always be there in photos. Always will be there. Yeah, for the three months that it was here. But yeah, James Conrad, he's definitely doing a lot of. I'm sure MVP, that contract is already paying for him, in all honesty. Um, and I'm expecting bigger things. They're, they are still supposed to release a, a special line for them, I yeah. think, in the coming, uh, most likely next year. So, the, man, paying off. You want to you want to help the, your company sign big names. That's the name of the game, I think. Where it's you got dope right ass now. paint job for his van too. Dope ass paint job. <laughs> I didn't see it. Is, it. is it that cool? Yeah, it's it, it, it's more like it's not as cartoony as the Nova one with like the ye- like the yellow and it's more naturey. It's it's dope. Mm-hmm. That's cool. more of James Conrad now yeah. instead of Nova James Conrad, which was kind of Reed knows Reed knows James Conrad. Yeah, yeah, I the guess better, so. The, the better <laughs> question is who's better, ja- MVP James or <laughs> Nova James? <laughs> <laughs> but seriously, guys. I'm still gonna go. I think I'm gonna go in Nova still. Yeah, mm-hmm. hasn't proved himself yet. For at least a year. For at least a year, I'm gonna say that. I right. think so. There you go, guys. Uh, you heard your we, we already touched touched on a little bit. Sarah Holcomb winning uh, the veteran open by eight strokes. And another thing that I noticed with her is she's had a strong year so far. She has not placed outside the top ten out of any events. So I think she's really a threat to be kind of. Don't hold her down. So I think she could uh, have a little bit more of a breakout season as well, especially if the course is more forehand dominant. I think I might have to pick her on those courses. Yeah, that is her game. That's a fair fair system. Um, but that kind of covers the recap. Moving on to what's coming up forward, I'm really excited um, for Jonesboro. It is one of my favorite tournaments. How do you feel on that, Jay? Um, so I, I decided to watch a little bit of coverage just so I got a little bit of lay of the land Ooh, of what was going to happen. He's not the only one that did research. Yeah. Ooh. Um, well, I'm always the one who has to fucking preview the course. So, <laughs> so what I noticed, uh, so this is a, uh, another main DGPT stop. So everyone will be there. All the big names will be there. So I would say look out for Ricky, Paul, and, of course, Eagle is back for this event. These guys are all going to be hungry. They're all looking for it. And when we talk about people that are back as well, Touch on this very briefly. Simon Lazat is officially going to be back for the OTB Open, which is an event next month. We saw him throwing sidearm. We saw him fully, uh, throwing not quite full power, but he will be back. So that'll be awesome yeah. to see. One of, one of my connects said that he was going to be back for this one, but I, I, I didn't think that was right either. But okay. what, is, what are your connects? Don't worry about it. <laughs> I don't know, man. Reed's <laughs> where, where was off, this? <laughs> Reed's branching Tuna off. Tuna for Don't worry about it. <laughs> what? I'm so confused now. Yeah. All right. Nah, so OTB is his first one in a month. Yeah. Yep. Uh, what do you expect? Let, let's. W- you brought it up. What do we expect? It is he gonna warm up? I expect one of us to draft him in the first tournament. He's is for craft a card. Really? Yep. I don't I know what. The, I don't one. know what course it is. If it's a if it's a bomber course, I have a lot of faith in him. Um, I'm hoping that he's had a lot of downtime. It really depends on what he was doing during that downtime, if he was practice putting, because I think if he could get his putt to be what it was before and it was just a little bit more dialed in, he could really be a threat. And all last year, we never saw him throw a sidearm. So I think if he does have a sidearm back, that's another tool that he'll be able to utilize, and I have really high hopes for him. I think he's going to come out firing. 
The only thing is he just doesn't have that killer mentality. So, like, no matter what, he's the lackadaisical guy on the course anyways. And that's the reason sometimes I just can't, like, fully commit so to him I, winning. I will say I'm not worried about his first tournament. But I don't know about walking into the middle of the season on a tour. You know what I mean? I think he might kind of tail off. I hope not. He did but. say that he was going to say he might not play events back-to-back. He might take breaks. That's he is playing a little bit of a C tier before he comes um, back fully. So, I I will also say I'd rather have more Simon Lazat long term than burnout short term. So I think he should play it safe with his yeah. arm, with his body, because um, he can make he's proven he can make money in other avenues, and you might as well do this something that you love and just kind of take care of your body with it. In my opinion on that front, that's fair. Boom. Got deep there. Yep. <laughs> Shout out Simon. <laughs> All right. Simon, man, if Simon gave us a plug, that's like when we know we're huge. We're not even like Simon ain't touching us just yet. Like we gotta get the gram up and shit. Yeah. Simon ain't wasting his time on us. Not quite yet. <laughs> no. Soon though. Soon. I I don't know, man. Like two weeks we're there. Don't worry about <laughs> it. <laughs> Wait for more memes to be stolen. We're good. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, man. (laughs) Memes are for everybody, man. (laughs) Fuck this stealing memes. Memes are for everybody. You make a meme, you put it out there, it's for everybody. (laughs) Fuck you, guys. (laughs) Hey. Yeah, I did that. Yeah. (laughs) NFT. (laughs) All right, going back. So are we doing? Wait, wait, wait. Oh, go ahead. We're still previewing Jonesboro. Um. So this course is – it's a bomber course. It, there's a lot of long par threes, a lot of par fours. Not too wooded. It's a little bit more open. But there is woods like on the sideline that you could find some danger in. But if you're staying on the fairway and you got an arm, you're going to be looking really good on this tournament. Some previous winners for the MPO, we got um, Calvin, which who won last year, and Macbeth and Wasaki won the previous two years. And then pretty much for FPO, all I have written down is page, page, page. <laughs> page and just keeps going yeah i think she won her last one 18 under um, yeah or yeah oh. Woo. she's gonna be page is pretty good page does can't deny things. it so while going into drones bro that leads us into our craft a card segment that's right we named it again something <laughs> new because um, that's what we like to do. You got to say the joke three times. This is our third time. This is craft a card. If you guys have not <laughs> learned, craft a card. our craft a card is essentially what we do is we do a pick em style where we p- create our own card. The only rules that we have are you are only allowed one player from your previous team um, at the previous tournament. Second one is you do need to draft an FPO player at some point in time. And lastly... One of your picks has to have finished outside of the top 10 in their previous tournament. So we're going to do craft a card. Um, The order goes as follows. It is Swiss cheese, JK, and the winner is red with his championship belt still. Um, And the the winner goes to the score who has the scores of the lowest as a team. I'm going to start this off. Um, and I am going to go, like we talked about earlier, I got to go Heimberg. He's at the very, he's won his last tournament. He's finished in the th- top five every tournament. 
when we're talking cumulative score and being as low as possible, I'm going to take the guy who's been in the top five every tournament. He's got to be the proven number one pick until he falls out of that, in my opinion. I understand how Ricky's playing, but I'm still going Kelvin Heimberg as my first pick. Well, that was going to be my pick. <laughs> but that being said, I got to go with who I would say is the hottest disc golfer right now. Um, no, not Ezra. I made the joke before someone else could do it. Uh, I'm going to go with Ricky Waisaki. Winning the past two DGPT uh, events, I think that uh, he's got something going for him, and hopefully he doesn't choke because I feel like the people that I pick have always been choking recently. So, Ricky, do some good things for me. Hmm. All right. With my first pick. Reigning champ. My uh, because because oh my first pick hasn't gone off the board. I'm gonna pick Paige Pierce because she's won and she's the top female. Why not pick the top player? She's gonna beat this. She's gonna beat every player by at least five strokes. So that's me five strokes ahead than all you guys. There you go. That's that's well, a fair assessment. Yeah, <laughs> I, can't, I can't argue that. <laughs> And um, I agree. I agree with Paige Pick. Paige Pierce definitely being in the first round. It's definitely with this tournament. I just couldn't take her one or two. She <laughs> she opinion. won. She won last year by thirteen strokes. Oh, that's a thirteen stroke lead. You start off with if, if she could do it again back to back. She hasn't been as lights out this year though. So, nope. <laughs> Reed Reed went with her with a solid yeah. conviction with the baby. This is probably hammer. her event. So. Uh, all right, that leaves me with my. Now that page is off the board, oh man, it's between two. It's between two. I'm gonna go with Paul. Um, Paul has finished up in the top in this tournament, I believe. Didn't he win it in 2019? Yes. Ooh, yeah, I knew that. I, I just do my said research that. too. I just said that. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, I'm gonna go with Paul Pierce or Paul Pierce. Sorry. Paul McBeth um, as my number two pick. He said Paul Pierce. We're going to go with Paul Pierce. <laughs> hell, <laughs> yeah. of, hell of an NBA. 940 rated Paul Pierce. There we go. Paul Pierce, he can, we, he can hang out in our <laughs> club on the Zoom with the strippers all day. <laughs> Paul McBeth, my pick. Here you go. You're up, JK. Drum um, roll, please. I think talking about a long bomber course, talking about someone who knows how to win, I'm going to go with Eagle McMahon. I think he's got Ooh. it. I think he's going to do it. He could pull through with a dub. Eagle with the next pick. All right, Reed. I know I got to see what my guys are. <laughs> uh, I'm going to go with Double G. Garrett Gerthy. Oh, man. I'm going to go with Garrett Gerthy. He bombs. The bomb, of course, you said. Garrett Gerthy. Sorry, and I don't pay. think Garrett Gerthy finished in the top ten. Don't yes, he did. Yeah, he did. Fifth. Yeah, oh. he did in the last one. Which one? Oh, he took right. fifth. Damn. All right, cool. This is also, this is also your double. Your double. You did this. This is your repeat. Um, okay, cool. That's fine. <laughs> That's fine. Put it on the board. All right, cool. So I got my repeat. Nice. Man, Garrett Gerthy was going to be mine, too. That was going to be mine, um, too. <laughs> uh, he's finished to second in the last two. I know that he's played, so... Reed with a solid pick. All right. Um, real quickly, did Dickerson finish outside of the top ten at Vintage? I believe so. I think he was way down there, actually. Wait. 
Gary finished 30 at Vintage. Why are are we doing Vintage? Oh, man. Why would we do Vintage? We were doing the next big... Half the people didn't even play in Vintage. Okay, but Gary Gurley finished 30th in Vintage. I was going... (laughs) I clarified earlier that we were doing... We weren't going to do Vintage. We were going to do Texas. Uh, Oh, fuck. Cool. Oh, shit. That makes it even better. Oh, shit. All right, then what, what did Dicker, Dickerson didn't play? Third. Oh, no, yeah, he did. He took third. He took, shit, so I can't go Dickerson, huh? Unless I go with a female who finished in outside the top ten. That sounds like a bad idea. <laughs> um, all right, I will go with, as I'm thinking, I'll, man, I'll take Kona Panis. Solid. I'll take Kona as my female as I try to think of somebody who finished outside the top ten. Unless she finished outside the top ten. No, she won that one, right? And she did not win. She did not play. Okay. So, all right. You're up, Jay. I'm going to go with Haley King. Nice. Good pick. Uh, germ. Big germ. Like, wait. Okay, so just you can go with that, but just so you know, your Paige Pierce pick also she did take outside top ten. Oh, read. Oh, she did. She took oh, eleven. Fuck, even better. All right, cool. Then, then, then I don't want to pick big germ. <laughs> oh wait, no. Oh uh, yeah, Dickerson. That's solid pick. That that Dickerson then. If I don't, I don't think you can pick Conrad. Cause yeah, because I can't pick because I got you know, double yeah. G. Yeah. Because I got double G. Cool. Dickerson's a Dickerson. solid one. Nice. All right, and it's me outside the top ten. Man, I really wish this was vintage top ten. I will go with. You know what? I'll go with Nico LaCastro. Solid. I understand it's a bo- <laughs> bomber course, but he's been up there in the top tens for most of the tournaments. So I'll go. I'll take a risk with Nico. It's not a bad pick. Um, my outside the top ten, I am gonna go with. <sighs> Fuck! I don't even know what I want. If you don't go with him, I'm going with him. I don't know who you're going with. Let me know. Um, fuck, I don't know. Man, oh wow, awkward no silence. Well, okay, because <laughs> I was gonna, I was gonna pick someone, but he didn't even play Texas. I didn't realize he didn't play Texas. Who is that? Drew Gibson, Paul Uliberry. Ooh. That's actually written down for me. Well, then, I'm fine with him being... Like, Quinn doesn't like that not being in the top ten. I consider that not in the top ten. If you want him to be in that top ten. That's that's who I did want out for my out out top ten. Yeah, and I... Fuck it, whatever, dude. And that's how I feel that it should be considered top... Well, then, I'm going with uh, Gavin Rathburn. Gavin Rathburn. Cool. Gavin Rathburn's going to be my last pick. And I'm going to win again. (laughs) So you guys... Okay, okay. (laughs) I think Page, is w- Page is gonna win. Double G is gonna win. 
and the rest of my players are going to finish top 10. Double G does not win. Yeah, Double G's not winning. <laughs> all right. I mean, I think they're all, best all, gonna win. all pretty solid picks. This guy gave me the winner with the fourth pick, Paul Macbeth. Just saying it. All right. Whatever. You picked Paul your – wait, what? Never mind. Picked Paul my second, bro. Yeah, the oh, fourth yeah. pick Great draft capital with that pick. I just want to point that out. Solid draft capital. That's how we roll here. That was Craft Card. This is now Kirby's Disc Golf World Dream Doubles, where it's our basically fuck, marry, kill. It is our worst, the best, and who we want to beat of some pop culture reference we choose. This year, because baseball season just started, we decided to go with MLB mascots for who we want to beat, who we think is the best, and who is absolute trash. We're going to start out with the trash. I'm going to start out with JK. Who do you think the most trash MLB mascot would be? According to the MLB mascot fandom page, the most mischievous mascot is Baxter the Bobcat. Do you guys know whose mascot that is? Diamondbacks. Diamondbacks, come on. Why the fuck is it Bobcat the Diamondbacks mascot? Why? Because Bobcats are native to no. Arizona. Fuck that. <laughs> and because Bobcats killed Diamondbacks. Fuck, yeah. See, that's dumb. Dumb as fuck. Dumb mascot. <laughs> He's the random high-energy guy on the course who wants to finish as fast as he can, sub an hour. And I'm not about that. I'm a laid-back, chill person. He's basically the exact opposite person uh, I'd ever want to play a disc golf round. So, fuck the Bobcat. He's the one. That is just the worst out of all of them. And he's the one going around stealing little discs, stealing minis, just being an overall asshole on the course. Why is he mis- mischievous? That's what the fucking thing said. That is his. <laughs> that is what. If you go to the. If you go to I've the, read it and I'm fucking using it. it Fuck said, everybody who says that. MLB.com. <laughs> I'll take it. I'll take your word. Right. All right, I'm going next. First, can I state whatever sick fuck who developed the swinging fryer mascot should be locked up? Whoever made this design dreamed of the best character to scare kids shitless, not entertain. This pudgy, balding fryer with his always creepy pedo pedo smile, soulless eyes, looks like a little nightmares villain or at least a background character in Al Bundy's No Man meetings. As far as being the worst partner, he would show up with a robe, sandals, and bat. Not the most prepared partner. God forbid it's breezy on the course. You might get a little bit more of a show than you intended for. This sad cuck would constantly be going for insane Simon lines with no arm behind it. Fuck, even the Padre fans don't even want him as a sad fucking mascot. They prefer the San Diego chicken. The swinging fire worst mascot doubles partner. Chicken would be a good mascot. I agree with that. I, I, I do love the Friar. I'm a big fan of the mascot. He's fucking Does that creepy. surprise um, anybody? But Reed loves darkness. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but I'm sorry, guys. I have the worst mascot. You guys don't even know. Um, so if you, if you didn't know, PBS had two choices for Barney the Dinosaur. They decided they had a choice of a purple T-Rock or they had a, with a, or they had a uh, purple Triceratops. Like, you want to know what? Head's too big for the purple triceratops. Give that to the Colorado Rockies. Fucking Colorado Rockies have this mascot named Dinger. He is a triceratops. He's purple, and he has the same fucking color pattern as Barney. I 
fucking hate this man. He would be the absolute worst partner. First of all, he has no rotation in his head. He can't look to the side, can't because it's so fucking big. <laughs> so tell me that isn't a fucking problem. Also, four fingers. He has four fingers. Can't really grip a frisbee with four fingers. <laughs> he and also, who picks a triceratops? That's like everybody's third favorite dinosaur. And like, <laughs> like you, you go. Everybody's it's everybody's third favorite fucking dinosaur. Also, if we really wanted to, we could make this happen for three hundred seventy-five bucks. We could we could play with Dinger if we really wanted to for three hundred seventy-five bucks. Play with Dinger. For yeah, <laughs> that kind of that kind of seems worth it. Yeah, like you. We could test this theory. Don't don't worry, man. I I got Dinger, and we can fucking also play with another one of my mascots. <laughs> can I just say I am all for more Reed saying the word Triceratops <laughs> content <laughs> as possible. Triceratops. Triceratops. <laughs> but anyway, but the the reason they, it is a Triceratops because you're like, oh why 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 does the Kyle Rockies have the Triceratops? Also, what the fuck's a Rocky? It's a mountain. You're not gonna have a mountain. I know fucking Stanford had his tree, but the Rockies can't have a fucking mountain. The reason it is is because they found a fucking Triceratops skull when they were fucking construction crews field. That's why it's a Triceratops. That's fucking dope as fuck. That is Dinger. Yeah, Dinger. Cool. That's a solid name too for a mascot. Dinger. That's Can't what we go wrong do. With it. Dingers. 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 JK, who's your beat? All right. All I need is one sentence for this one. Pause. The tiger from the Detroit Tigers likes ketchup on his hot dog. Fuck him. <laughs> Fuck him. <Wow. laughs> Mike drop. <laughs> Solid. Fuck, man. Jefferson. Whew, I don't know if I can follow that. When I did eat hot dogs, I had ketchup on them, guys. I just want to point that out. All right, out. I'll start then. <laughs> My beat is kind of regional bias. Also, 300 bucks if if we want to have this guy play with us. Fuck this guy. <laughs> 300 <laughs> bucks if we want to have this guy. And th- this guy could actually, like, this one would be more likely than the fucking Rockies guy. But anyways, I'm a Cubs fan, so I already fucking hate this guy. Second, he does have a better mustache than me, and that just really pisses me off. Also, this motherfucker would, uh, would show up in his good old boy overalls, fucking half in the bag. Of course, I'm talking about Bernie fucking Brewer. Fuck the Brewers. Fuck this guy. He's just a fucking dick. Good old boy. W- wants to throw the Frisbee far. I want to beat his ass. One, again, because I'm a Cubs fan and because he's a douche. Fuck he does, Brewers. He does ride the slide, though. With the he's drunk the whole time. He yeah, exactly. Be, I'm surprised. You, yeah, that was an easy layup. I'm kind of surprised you didn't go that way. I did. I said he was half in the fucking bag. I, I, I thought you would stretch that out more. I, also, I, he's a fucking brewery. He's drinking alcohol all the fucking <laughs> time. And you want to know what? Alcohol's a depressant. When considering the beats for this segment, I always seem to lean towards beating the most known or top dog. And when it comes to MLB mascot, there is no one greater than the Philly Fanatic. I intend to beat the piss out of the Philly Fanatic on the course and cancel him. It needs to be done. First, Philly fans kind of suck in general and need to be knocked down a peg, to be honest, along with their mascot. Fuck, even the Philly Fanatic is trying to leave Philly. Fans, despite the cheesesteaks. This ATV driving, hot dog gun shooting, and handsy creature is a prick in general. The Philly Fanatic is the most sued mascot in history. I Google too, JK. (laughs) 
<laughs> um, more lawsuits filed than Deshaun Watson accusers. But because he's goofy, gyrates his hips, and gets a, he gets a pass. Not here at Kirby's Disc Golf World, my friends. We believe in victims. Fuck the Philly Fanatic and his creepy tongue. <laughs> nice. Did you Google most lawsuit mascots? No, that was like a fun fact that popped up <laughs> when I searched Philly Fanatic. I don't think I'm a... My, my Google searches are not that finite. <laughs> <laughs> most suit mascot. Let me Google that. All right. All right, guys. Uh, you want me to jump in the best? Yeah, let's hear Sounds your like best. He He's right. excited. He's excited. So we talked about Simon Lazat. We all know Simon Lazat's awesome at Frisbee Golf. Also know Simon Lazat's an alien. So, of course, I'm going to fucking pick the alien because all aliens are good at disc golf. Simon Lazat's an alien. All aliens are good at disc golf. So I'm going to pick Orbit the Alien, Astro's mascot. Um... First of all, I'm going to go classic Orbit because he looks like a little bit cooler and more creepy. Um, he would always have a trash can with him, picking up uh, garbage on the sh- on the chorus, making sure the chorus is nice and clean. I don't know. I just assume why. Or signs. Uh, that's assume why he has a trash can. I don't really know. He'd be hitting those fucking Simon lines. He'd be dope as fuck. Also, he would do anything to win. Lie, cheat, steal. Best part, even if we get caught, nobody's getting in trouble. <laughs> We're just getting away with it. And nobody sweeps it under the rug. Orbit would be the best fucking person, best partner in the MLB. I don't like that answer on principle. I know. Well, <laughs> I, 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 to be honest, I, uh, I do have a Houston Astros shirt. I was a Houston Astros fan before they won the World Series. When they played it, I love their field. They had a fucking bump in the middle of center field with a fucking, a uh, fucking flag. And Why? a train. Yeah, they have a train. Yeah, <laughs> but they, but they, that's not in the field. This was a fucking hill in the middle of the fucking field. Why? Because they wanted it. I always liked the Astros. Orbit, best disc golf partner, aliens. I'm gonna disagree. Um, I don't know how any of you guys can look at the mascots and not walk away with the Kansas City Royals mascot slugger as the best this dude is yoked google it now if you guys haven't already slugger is so muscular he lost his workout partner tony the tiger because of all his gains his arms are bigger than mark mcguire and barry bonds without the juice slugger is winning so much the crown on his head is fused to his head now it's no longer a separate crown it is literally part of his dome Slugger is going to bomb on the course all day. He's going to throw over five bills, forehand, backhand, and 360. All I got to do is be smooth on the upshots and hit my putts, and we're carrying the dubs. And the last reason why he's going to win is because he's one of the few mascots that wears pants, and that's why he is the best partner. Slugger. A lot of the mascots wear pants. Not a lot of mascots wear pants. (laughs) Who needs pants? (laughs) Bears don't have to wear pants. Yeah, it's in the rules. Yeah. Bear, bears don't have to wear pants. It's it's a, it's a rule. Neither do aliens. <laughs> neither do aliens. Because <laughs> they don't have junk. <laughs> and that's okay. All right, I'm gonna go to my best now. I think I've stayed. Try to ignore that he just referenced alien junk. I'm yeah. sorry to interrupt yeah, you. Yeah, no, <laughs> I, I overlooked We're going to just slide over that. Yeah, one. yeah. All right, man, it's, I thought we had to bring that out. That's normal. <laughs> it's Kirby's Disc Golf World. Shades, it's been weirder. I pretty stayed pretty consistent for my best. I've always picked the person I thought who would bring me a dub, and who else knows how to win better than the slippery fuck himself, Louis DeSeal. 
He has more World Series wins than any of your guys' mascots. And overall, he knows what needs to be done to win. And I like to preference that he doesn't cheat to win. I think that's just go by itself. Hey, the best doesn't need to cheat. The best is just the best. Hey. Fuck San Francisco. Fuck hey, San Francisco Giants. I don't know. Dope. Fuck your chicken strip. I know. <laughs> Fuck that shit. A dub's a dub. That was close. Yeah. We can all agree that Reeb definitely lost that one. Well, if you guys, if you guys do want to vote Orbits. for your, if you guys want to vote for your who you thought was a winner, or if you have your anybody else, head over to the Kirby's Disc Golf World Twitter and let us know. Yeah, let us know. Midway through plug. Whoop whoop. Moving on, guys. We are going to one of my favorite segments now. Um, we are gonna hit our disc pick. It's so big. Heading into the disc pick where we're going to be throwing the disc 10 times on Heiser, Anheuser, and Max Distance to see how it flies. A very first imp impression of a disc review. 10 throws. Everyone knows the rules. Today on the disc pick, we have the H4, H4 V2 from Prodigy Discs. This is a, a control driver. The numbers are 10, 5, negative 2, and 1.5. So with those numbers, we can tell that it's going to be an understable control driver. So I would say a step up from a fairway driver, kind of right in between what a fairway and a distance driver would look like, which is most 10 speeds. Uh, Quinn, I know you already have this in the bag, and you've been loving it. So This is about in it. the bag. It's been in the bag for a few weeks, um, primarily for what this shot does for me. Guys, for whatever reason, I, re I release this disc on any semblance of a hyzer, and it is flipping flat, and it is carrying straight, and then with a slight fade. So I'm hitting this for all my tunnel shots, um, all those straight pin drives where it might be in the open instead of hyzering it. I'm just going to flip it flat and attack it. Um, I've been using it in the woods, everywhere. Um, great understable disc. Uh, I can't get seem to do for whatever reason it is flip flat. That is all I can do with it. Um, I can't really flex it or anything else for me, but that is enough for it to be in my bag. It is enough to probably inching into my top seven, possibly top five most used discs in my bag. Also with the courses I've been throwing, I'm in love with this. It's my first intro into Prodigy. Um, plastic feels great. It does great things. It's in my bag. I'm getting this out of the way because I think we're going to have some different opinions here. <laughs> Let's hear you, Reed. How does uh, this disc feel? This, it was an all right disc. I don't, I don't hate it. I don't think it fits in my bag. I think I have Frisbees that do the same or better than what it is. It's an okay. It won't be a in my bag. It won't, I won't seek it out. I did, I did throw it a little bit more than 10 throws too. I, I throw it with you a little bit and it's just not it's not my cup of tea I don't really it, it felt nice it felt okay but the other two frisbees that we've the last two we've done I've liked a lot more and I'm liking the Aztec even more every day I throw it actually that was the frisbee I was going to get in the fucking pond was the Aztec it's nice <laughs> hamburger stamp yep. Aztec <laughs> yep. uh, that's 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 the one I was. So I, it's just been. It, it was okay. It's, but compared to the other ones we've done recently, it's. I don't. It's not. It's top. Out of the last three, it's my. It's my least favorite one. So. Ooh. 
Alright, uh, from, from the first feel that I had of this SSD in my hand, it feels really good. Um, I think the rim feels like a, even like a little bit th uh, thinner than most uh, distance drivers, which, I mean, obviously this is a little bit less speed, but it does like, it's probably like the most ideal feeling of a disc that I would want. But with that, um, the only way I could get this thing to like really do what I wanted to was to really slow down my arm speed, and it would give me the, that max distance flight, just very low effort, which, I mean, in times is, I would say, good. But when I really try to throw this thing max distance, it just, it just doesn't work. It flips up to flat, like Quinn says, but for me, it flips up to flat and just goes right, right, right. Uh, so that's just not something that I'm going to want in my bag. Um, however, if I'm thinking of throwing, like, within like 50% power I get this thing to just go nice dead straight for me so it's a really nice finesse shot and the only other thing that I really noticed about this is it's very wind dependent for me it's a very touchy disc if I have any sort of headwind coming at me this disc is gonna flip it's never gonna come back and I'm gonna have no results with it uh, tailwind it's just gonna be really hard to flip it so it's it's one of those discs which is super touchy and wind dependent which is not something that I um, go to very often for myself I will say I've actually found that ex same exact criticism with me who throws it all the time. I do have to be a little bit more select, and that's why, like I said, tunnel shots in the woods where the wind's a little bit less effective has been my mainstay on it. But, yes, I have noticed that also, that the wind does kind of affect it. This disc has a really weird top plate, too. Um, yeah, it's, like or, a, it's a almost like very the yeah, Yeah, we're a very, really overly defined plate. Um, but I love it, man, and we're moving in um, more and more. I hope these uh, these discs kind of introduce different discs to you guys and also a different perspective on kind of how we throw different arm speeds and how that affects what we like. But going on from here, let's move to the puzzlers. Hmm. Going into the first puzzler, um, do you guys think – the world champions mean more every single year because the field gets stronger every single year. I think this is no. a very you no. No, I don't. World champions, world champions. Yeah, world champions, world champions. It's, it's any champions, the champion. It's it doesn't it doesn't matter. Like I've always hated the like the discussion of Michael Jordan era. It's the era they played in. There's nothing you can do about it. They were the champions. Right. They're the champion. It's doesn't matter the field it doesn't mean this it doesn't mean also it should take away because they have better frisbees better mm -hmm. better uh health care better everything else better maintained fields shut the hell up Healthcare, <laughs> like <it>. like <laughs> better, universal be so they take care of their bodies better yes, in a more yeah. professional way yes like everything saying. like everything is bumped up so of course the field's gonna be bumped up so it doesn't matter i all a championship is a championship. That question's really like an easy one for me. I don't know if you guys. Okay, I think so, the champion. So wait, 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 wait. So deciding, um, we go off nothing else. Someone who has twelve world championships is automatically better than someone who has five world championships. Their career is better. Usually. Okay. Do, hold on. Depending, uh, you you can have twelve championships on a team where you're not the best, and if you're the best in five champion, winning the five championships, you are better than the person that won the 12 being the sixth man on a tw on 12 championship team. Okay, but I also think it's a different discussion when it's a single-person sport. Yeah. Because okay. I, I also do hate the argument when it's like Michael Jordan versus LeBron, they say, like, well, he has six world championships. Well, it's like, I don't care. Like, let's look at the See, individual stats who is better. And, yeah, so 
So okay, I so yes, twelve championships. Does he make thinks it. Michael's better. Don't fucking come with anything different. <laughs> I I I do know Michael's better, but LeBron is. Know. You gotta give LeBron credit that he's unbelievable. Ooh. But anyways, but Michael Jordan is better. He did also have usually a better team, but that's besides the point. Okay. Again, if we're if we're gonna have this discussion, let's do an NBA one, and we'll have this discussion. All right. No. But no. But yes, twelve championships is superior to five championships. I disagree. Of course, I disagree. In in single sports, if we're course. talking, we're talking now where these pros are professionals entire time. This is their full time job. This is what they do for a living. You didn't have that in the time. Now, yes, I will fully agree with you. They had less technology, and the game was harder at that point in time. I'm not, I can't dispute that. But the courses were shorter. They were less difficult. Um, and these dudes are doing it now. It is more impressive, and the sheer numbers of competition, let alone if they're good or bad. You're just f- facing that much, m- that much many more people in the tournaments now. It is a championship now is better. I would say right now, Paul McBeth is greater than because I know what you're alluding to yeah. here is what you're alluding to, and I am of that fame that Paul McBeth is better. Period. I don't even think that's that much of an argument in disc golf land. I mean, I was just, uh, I don't know. Well, I mean, I, it just depends. Because like, a lot of people argue it's like the championship thing. Or I think that single, like whatever, individual sports have more of an argument to make when you have more championships just because it's like that was yourself compared to like basketball, football, whatever, because you do have a whole team to make other decisions. But I don't know. It just you also don't have individual stats back when Ken Kleinman was playing, so like he could literally have like a ninety percent circle one putting. We would never have known. But gotcha. All right, I'm gonna go on a lighter note. Jay got real serious on his puzzler. That's what I do. My light note on my puzzler is: give me a title of a disc golf porno. I'm gonna go first. Push button and pussy. I'm gonna go backdoor putts nine. <laughs> backdoor putts nine. Uh, I'm gonna go with disc in the hole. I don't know. Um, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go with disc pick. Disc pick is a good disc one. Pick. <laughs> I'm gonna go with disc pick. Disc pick is a good one. Two dudes disking around. Nice. I, li- I like we're going different demographics now. He's, he's, <laughs> changing, <laughs> he's changing it up. I dig it. Oh, How man. about uh, Debbie does disc golf? Debbie does. I like that. <laughs> <laughs> come, come on. Deep in the woods. There you go. I think... Yeah, I think I think we've, we found a niche market. <laughs> <Go down. laughs> <laughs> I know, I know. There's better titles, and I wish our fans would share some of these because yeah. this could be fucking good. All right, spinning and winning, getting it in. Let's hear it, Reed. So, What's with uh, Simon making his comeback, what do you think pulls in more fans? Simon's play on the course or Simon's play on YouTube? I think honestly, it might even be YouTube. We're in like a digital age where clickbait means everything. So if he could just, like, keep pushing out videos that, like, 
have some clickbait title that's gonna like hit the recommended on YouTube where people who don't necessarily um, play disc golf uh, have watched. Have you ever seen? So like, if it if you look go on the Jomez and you go to like the number one viewed video, like for some reason it like it hit the recommended page, so it got pushed out basically to everyone's YouTube, and all the comments are like, "How did I get here? I was watching Dominoes and now I'm watching disc golf. What the fuck is this?" funniest shit ever it's so funny to look at through those comments it's like why am i watching someone play frisbee but i kind of like it <laughs> super funny it's interesting so if anything uh, it, like that i think it does have a large effect i think only recently has the pro game really attracted fans and that's i think with some of the espn coverage and things of that nature um and only true fans of disc golf watch the pro tour in my opinion so yeah, I'm gonna go be agree with JK on that one and say YouTube. Um, during especially during the pandemic, man, that dude was kept disc golf alive. In all honesty, so yeah, I will say he's got a million subscribers. I think no, <laughs> no, or no, not a million, 100K. but hundred hundred k, whatever. <laughs> so I'm, I'm yeah. trying to pad those stats. Well. You want to know what? I'm going to go with the off-the-wall pick. I'm going to go with his play on the course because when he comes back, he's going to have uh, 18 under round. He's going <laughs> to win his first tournament. He's going to be all over the fucking ESPN, and that's going to pull in more so. fa- more fans. Bam. That's my pick. I will I say a lot of his clickbaity stuff also is like uh, his highlight videos of his throws and throw-ins. Mm-hmm. And you know what I mean? So um, Just on the course in general because he's had some – Mouth dropping. He's the Shot human highlight tape, general. man. Human highlight tape. All right, Jay, you got another puzzler? This could be the last puzzler of the pod? Ooh, I think so. All right. I, I might not have another. That's fine. I came with it all with the porno title. <laughs> that was a good one, not going <laughs> to lie. All right. This one gets a little weird, I guess. Ooh. Hypothetically, Macbeth, Ricky, Lazat are all held captive, and the only way they can get out is to complete a task. Now, the only person released is the first person to complete this task. Macbeth has to make 100 straight 50-footers. Ricky has to put it within 10 feet from 250 feet 100 times, and Lazat has to throw over 600 feet 100 times in a row. Now, we're going to pretend that there's no wear or tear on the body, and these are all in perfect condition. Who gets out? So, so they don't get tired. You know, it's... They, they're... Who... Whoever does it first, all 100 times in a row, gets out. Okay, so they all do 100 times in a row. Yep. 150-foot putts. No, Ricky. 50. Yeah, 150-foot putts. Ricky has to put it within 10 feet from 250 feet 100 times in a row, and Lazat has to throw over 600 feet 100 times. Man, Paul McBeth is hitting me right in the gut. I'll take Paul McBeth and um, hit Man, it's in a row, though. 100 in a row. I see. I think I, I'm leaning. I don't, the, Zot's my, the, the Zot's the last one getting out. I'm sorry. Really? Yeah, yeah the Zot's the last one getting out. It's between. Man, the, he only needs distance. It doesn't matter how it looks. It could be. Yeah, <laughs> it's just like open field, 100, just chucking discs. I think he's got it, actually. I think yeah, he's my first 100 pick. putts in a row from 50 feet. And that. Uh, that's not that's something you can just like no. you can't just chuck that you gotta like no. there's like some mental side that goes you gotta like take your time like a hundred for him I'm i feel switching. like it's just so yeah. locked in I'm a, and the I'm other a, one is I'm ricky a, putting from 200 no feet it just well, he doesn't have to putt just make it within i was 
thinking like just sidearm, like sidearm picking, because like that's like his go. Yeah, man, I'm gonna go. Then I'll go yes. Ricky. Yeah, Ricky. Ricky's my <laughs> Ricky's my <laughs> pick. Go, yeah, Ricky's my pick. Ricky. Ten feet. That's like one Ricky's bad one bad skip. He's out. Yeah, but I think when he hits his rhythm, one he's roll? hitting it all day. One roll. I think I think he's gonna hit it all day. He's gonna like just tombstone. You can even it. there's he did the um. What was he called? Back. I I think he would also manipulate the course. Like he he would go to the pin and then he would he would wet it really really well, make it really wet so so it would straight tombstone. So it'd just be a bunch of fucking tombstone in this little circle. I don't know. I st- I don't think I I, that, that, I think was And that's so that's. I think. Yeah. Ricky Depending during the, the pandemic had like a challenge where it was like what was it? It was like the accuracy challenge where, you had to make it within like a certain amount of feet of the basket and then you got to move back five feet and 250 feet it's it's a long way that just to keep pinpointing 10 feet every single time you're he's kind of convincing me actually. well just think about <laughs> like it that that's longer than hole one at red fox that's longer than hole eight at red fox you know 10 like how often do we put it in a row 10 feet away yeah but when not ricky i'm going ricky you're cool pick who you want it's not what's that I'm gonna, I'm gonna say, I won't go read as was that being the worst. I'm gonna say Paul is gonna be the one out last. No, I think I fifty footer, hundred. Yeah, but footers, I think as man. soon as Paul like hits it in the bucket, he's good. In the bucket, hundred. He as soon as he hits it, he's good, and he's gonna be like, Doo. yeah. Simon's <laughs> just throwing far. He doesn't have to think. I man, I'm leaning towards Ricky. His sidearm game is too good. Bam. Good I don't know. I, I'm. I'm thinking. I, w- I think Macbeth might have it. Really, man, a hundred putts in a row at fifty? No way, no way, man. I don't get me wrong. He'll get in a groove where he hits like thirty-five, like unconscious. He has a video, but like, he has a video that he posted six years ago. He's putting from forty feet. He makes fifty in a row plus a basketball shot. <laughs> That's six <laughs> years ago. <laughs> <laughs> He's got, got better. This. He's got. He got this. Just saying, and like he when he does it, it's just like boom, 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 boom. It's like I think if he gets so it, the, the best part about this is Jefferson's now talked every single one <laughs> into every one of them. Like yeah, man, I don't know, Ricky, man, he's sick. <laughs> but it's, it's going Ricky Paul Simon, man. Ricky Paul Simon. Yep, I think that's how how they're escaping. That's a solid fucking puzzler. Thank you. Thank you. Did you even when pick you one? You can't play? even answer it yourself. Did you even pick one? I, I told you I picked Ricky. Or Paige to win fifty tournaments in a row. No. <laughs> Who gets out first? No. <laughs> I think I'm gonna go <laughs> Macbeth Lazat Ricky. Yep. I don't think you guys realize ten feet is not <laughs> very big. I need fans, everyone who's still listening to this podcast needs to go to Twitter, needs to go to Instagram right now and answer this because I'm actually very curious what other people have to say. That's a solid one. Huh. Put it on Reddit. <laughs> Low key. I don't think All it, right, it guys, translate well. <laughs> that brings this episode, episode 16, to an end. Um, be on the lookout for the next one. It's a mystery, but if you know us and listen to us for a while, you know yeah. it's not much of a mystery. Um, we'll just be we saying, will you don't be have back to wait shortly. As long. 
Don't have to wait as long. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it will be right around the corner, literally and figuratively. So we're excited for that next one that's showing. Keep us in mind. Like I said, like, follow, subscribe, ring the bell, all the other terms. It's been a blast, fellas. Till the next one, we out.